0: Welcome back to the Face Off Spot. This is your host, Adam Larson. We'd like to thank you for tuning in to another episode. Uh, We always appreciate it when you guys tune in. As always, we are sponsored by Rube's Brews. You can check them out on Facebook, Instagram, uh, buy the beer. I think there's a new Shake Ya -ya Fine Apples out there, uh, which is a very good uh, seasonal brew. It's still warm outside, and uh, it's a good beer. So uh, go ahead and uh, check it out. Well, this next episode, I'm going to go ahead and say it again. This is a a very special episode. And a lot of the times these special episodes to me are are episodes that I've been planning for months and months and months and months. And I know they're going to happen. You guys don't know that they're going to happen, but I know that they're going to happen. And I'm just I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. Because if I'm going to be honest, there's some of these episodes that I anticipate a little bit more than others. Um, And this happens to be one where I will be talking to a fellow podcaster. Uh, Which I'm super excited about because uh, I just sometimes I just need to to vent about uh, how difficult it can be sometimes. And what do you guys want from us? The fans are going crazy. Uh, I kid. I kid. Uh, We love you. uh, We love you all. Um, But anyway, my guest today, I'll go ahead and say uh, the creator and host. Is that fair?
1: Yes. Yeah. I would say the papa,
0: the The the, the the papa, papa, the proud papa of uh, the WADA hockey podcast, which is, uh, I believe at this point, I would like to think that it's the number one Dallas Stars hockey podcast. Uh, I don't know, in the, can we say the world? In can, the
1: world. In the we would, world. We would accept it.
0: Well, I hate, no, I'm going to give that to you, okay? I'm going to give <laughs> that to you because as uh, a lot of the listeners know, uh, we don't cover the Stars a whole lot. So I'm glad that uh, that you're covering that base. And um, But at the same time, I still think that there's uh, a lot of mutual respect because, um, I feel like, and we're going to get into a lot of this stuff momentarily, but there's just a lot of things that, that go into creating a podcast. And it really does become like, um, kind of just a, a version of you, like an audio version of yourself. And you're putting yourself out there, um, to anybody for anybody to listen to at any time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, sometimes that can be, um, a little bit daunting or, or say that you're interviewing somebody that, uh, you're like, wow, this you know, this guy here, I know that you've had some, uh, uh, some recent pros on there, but, uh, you know, there's just certain guys that you're like, man, I'm, I'm really putting myself out there. Um, we're having a live conversation. Um, and it's just something to where I'm glad that I get to talk to somebody that's gone through maybe some of those same processes, if you will, because I know that we've both been doing it for a while now, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I'm sure that we'll be able to meet in the middle on some of these things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me on. Um, for Those that don't know, my name is Fink. First name's Jeff, Jeffrey, whatever, but I usually go by Fink with a last name like that. You can't go wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy, we were, like you were saying, we've been, we've been
0: trying been, to do we, this for quite some time.
1: And it's and it's funny because, like, we were talking about on the way up here, uh, I'm in Midlothian quite often, mm-hmm. and you know, we skate at the Mansfield Rink quite often, which is where you're located at. Yeah, and it's just been a weird timing and luckily we were able to make it happen tonight
0: well and i feel like a lot of times there's so many guests that i have on the radar but they're you know further north and um what i think one thing that a lot of people don't realize when you have your own podcast is you you're you're trying to schedule not just around your own crazy hectic schedule you have a (laughs) full-time job i have a full-time job but not only you're you're trying to schedule around the guest which is also which also has a crazy schedule so it's one of those things where every once in a while there's just all the stars align and we're kind of just able to get together, which which happened today. Um, but I'm thankful for that, and I'm same. thankful that you reached out too, because it was one of those things where I'd reach out to you, you'd get busy, I'd re- and so I'm I'm just glad that we can we can finally just uh, we can just do the thing.
1: Yeah, we made it happen. We're here. We're doing
0: it. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Well, hey, so you're gonna have to start the uh, the episode off the same way that everybody else does. Um, I want you to uh, rewind time, and I want you to go back into when did you first starting start getting interested uh in the sport of hockey itself because i know that you're a big stars fan right um but uh did the stars is that what got you into hockey or how did that happen
1: yeah uh, i feel like it's very relatable to most uh hockey fans in dallas and fort worth and pretty much texas altogether um you know rewind back to 1993 1994 when the dallas stars had just come to dallas from minnesota uh best move they've ever made uh Worst move they ever made was creating the Wild. We don't have to get into that.
0: that. Well, I was about to say, uh, my my dad's side of the family. I'm not a Wild fan, so I'm not sticking up for them. But my dad's side of the family is from Minnesota, so they're all they're all big Wild guys. And um, they they honestly, a lot of the times, they still get a little bit uh, heavy. They 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 really do. Like they hate. Like it's a real thing. I know that a lot of people joke around about it, but people from Minnesota, it's real hate. It is honest. It's
1: it's a lot like the whole. Uh, non spoken about rivalry between like Dallas and Houston. Yeah. Uh, But the only difference is we essentially took their number one franchise from the state of hockey quote Mm -hmm. unquote and put it in the middle of Texas almost. And it it shouldn't have worked. Yeah. It really couldn't have worked and it did. Yeah. But yeah. So 1993, 1994, uh, subsequently was also the same time when the mighty ducks film came out. Yes, um, obviously you remember the scene with oh, Mike yeah. Madonna, which a lot of like, uh, you know, kind of, I, I don't want to ever give anyone any, uh, flack for being kind of a, an everyday fan or an every month fan or uh, bandwagon, if you will. But Mike Madonna wasn't actually playing for the Dallas stars when he took that role in that movie. And he stepped up and talked to Emilio Estevez, coach mm-hmm. Bombay. And he's like, I thought you were on a farm somewhere yep. or something along those lines. But, um, No, that was when the stars were still in Minnesota, and it was right before they had moved to Dallas. Obviously, as a kid, impressionable, much like with the Sandlot. I feel like that was much more relatable for kids in Texas, but it was different. Mighty Ducks was, like, cool. Yeah. Uh, And then it just kind of evolved from there. I I love – this is one of my favorite stories is what I really got – from that movie was wanting to play the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously at that time, I think there might've been one, maybe two rinks in all of Dallas, Fort Worth. Yep, um, We're well into the double digits now. It's awesome. But at that time there was no available ice in Garland where I grew up. So right. it was not just like, hey, mom, dad, I wanna go skate, I wanna try this sport. It was, hey, I wanna go and I wanna try this sport on the street. Um, can you buy me a hockey goal? Can you buy me hockey sticks? And much like the whole, you know, hey, can we get food on the way home? And they say, we have food at home. Uh, (laughs) It was one of those where my dad was like, I'm just going to build you a net. So he took fishing net. He took fishing hooks and I believe like fishing weights and then PVC pipe with angles on it and made a a makeshift, you know, at home goal. Yeah. Uh, Got some, you know, the old school street hockey sticks that you would wear down to like the very, very end. Oh, yeah. And we would just rip shots in the garage, like nonstop. Well, at
0: least until your blade got too tiny. And then it, the ball at a certain point would eventually just go over, over the it. blade. Exactly. So it was just eventually just a...
1: And they would always get mad because they were like, really? And I'm like, well, I mean, you guys don't give me ice. This is the best I can do. Yeah. Um, but that being said, that was that was the spark. It had ignited. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward a little bit to where I was a freshman in high school. Um, you and I talked about this guy, Nathan. Uh, yes. He's one of my closest friends. Uh, he and I skate together. Uh, we've seen we've met you up at the rink a couple of times in uh-huh. Mansfield yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he played hockey growing up uh, his dad was a big influence on him and turn a big influence on me uh, and they played for the team called the Garland Stampede mm-hmm. um, and just to put it into perspective nowadays you know uh, I believe Mansfield has their own high school team yep. uh, you have a plethora of high schools that have their own team Yeah. back then Garland ISD was made up of, I think, eight or nine high schools. And their graduating classes, mind you, not the whole school, just the graduating class was anywhere from 900 to 1,200 kids. Out of those eight schools with 1,200 kids, they assimilated enough kids to play for one JV and varsity team. Yeah, And so he just happened to be on that team. And his dad just so happened to be an assistant coach. That was the moment that I went from being just a casual fan, enjoying the sport, playing street hockey, and all those things that most kids do to, Going okay. This is way more of what I want in my life mm-hmm. than I realized. Yeah. Um. That was the turning point for me. Whether Nathan knew it or his dad knew it or even I knew it, mm-hmm. that's become that's when the obsession, I guess you could say, yeah. kind of started. At this point, you know, I was in ninth grade. This was probably two thousand and one, two thousand two. The Stars had just won the Stanley Cup. They had just lost in the Stanley Cup Finals to the New Jersey Devils the year after. It was the peak. Of yeah. Hockey in Dallas. Yeah. So that being said, it, it really just snowballed from the Mighty Ducks, street hockey, dad building a shitty goal. And then next thing you know, yeah, I'm obsessed with it. Uh, and then once I graduated high school, I told myself if I ever had the time, the resources and the money to play, I would try and get on the ice. Um, that didn't unfortunately happen until I was about 30, 29, 30 years old. Yep. Um, I found an opportunity. I got all the gear, I got the skates and I got on the ice and I'll never forget the first time I was on the ice with full pads and a stick and puck. It was at the Allen events center. Um, they used to do what was called the Tuesday stadium skate. And I just, Barely kind of crippled out on the ice. Yeah. Looked up around me, and I believe the arena has about 3,000 seats or so. Yeah. And it was just, it was the most surreal moment for me. Yeah. Um, I had no idea. I was a noob, a scrub, whatever you want to call it. I had a Dallas Stars blank jersey on. You know, just, you could tell like by looking at me, that was the first time for me. Yeah. Um, But But, but that was just like,
0: But I'm sure, I'm sure there was a lot of people that were excited. Like there's a lot of people that have been around hockey for a while and they get excited when they see somebody that's out there that hasn't, that they can tell is new because Mm -hmm. it's almost like, okay, like we can get somebody to start playing because most people that really love the game, love the sport, they want to encourage people that that they can tell are just starting and they want to give them like a a nice environment. And I I hope that you feel that way when you skate uh, at the 730 Mansfield uh, skate, which I think that you're planning on doing it's going to go to 8.30, though, at some point. But, yes, I, but I, I know
1: that there was like a back and forth um, between 7.30 and 8.30, but regardless, I'll be there. Yeah. Um, well, hey, but Beth, yeah, to, to, to echo what you were saying, that's one of the best things, too. I've been skating for about four years. I'm mm-hmm. um, skating with you guys. You guys are all... Um, for those that are listening in Dallas and Fort Worth, there's A, B, C, D, E, and even I leagues. Right. Um. Or I'm sorry, E and I are essentially the same thing. But mm-hmm. I would say I'm a I'm a great D leaguer. Hey. Great for the locker room. Uh, um, hey, no, that
0: yeah, <laughs> of course. Hey, it'll it'll keep you on some teams. Uh, pretty pretty. It'll, it'll get you further than you think. Just being a good guy yeah. on a team. I just love the atmosphere. Yeah.
1: Uh, feeling that cold rush when you walk into a rink, especially yeah. when. You open up the rink doors to the actual ice itself. Yeah. Um, it's just – it's euphoric. But that being said, uh, skating with you guys, uh, you know, I'm still not to the level at where you guys are. You know, mm-hmm. Nathan, who I spoke of earlier, uh, played college hockey at Texas A&M on their club team. Yeah. And it, those guys just skate lights out. Like right. all of you guys skate lights out. But it's just fun because you know when a certain guy gets the puck, they're still going to give it everything they've got. But yeah. they're not – someone who's played their whole life yeah 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 Um, Yeah. and it's very welcoming and you know there's plenty of groups out there there's plenty of facebook groups that you can find Mm -hmm. um, where you can skate with people at the same level as you um on wada hockey we had a really great interview um with nick of the beer league players association i've heard something about this they're a really really cool organization and what they do which i really appreciate and everyone else that goes to their events do um is they actually pick the Teams by who can chug a beer fastest is how they get the captains, but you yep. register by your level, so mm-hmm. you make sure every team has an allotted amount of spaces for every level. So right. you might have, you know, your two A's, your two B's, your two C's, and then your four D's, like, but it's even all the way around, right? So when yeah, you yeah. draft people, you're still getting selected, right? You just may get selected at your level as opposed to like first overall, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's a really cool experience, you know. We, like I said, we've had a great time talking with him. What they're doing is fantastic and they do it very often all over the nation.
0: Well, yeah, and I'm actually I'm a huge fan of the uh, the, the draft concept, because mm-hmm. if you think about it, you have just one pool of players and then you have what I used to do, because uh, I was actually the men's league director um, in Tulsa uh, back. I, I was a young one. I was in my early 20s, but mm-hmm. the, they allowed me to do it. But anyway, um, we had just enough a players um to where there wasn't enough to make like three teams. What was happening was there was only two teams and they would just kind of go against each other over and over and over again causing a bunch of chaos and, and nonsense I and I was imagine, like yeah. I was like I have an idea for this. So what I did is I was like I turned it into a draft. Now all of a sudden these guys that were just going up against each other and and really kind of getting into it, now all of a sudden they were playing on the same team every once in a mm-hmm. while cuz now you took all those good guys, I still let them dress in their locker rooms with their original team so Mm -hmm. they still got that atmosphere but as soon as they stepped onto the ice their team would be different right so it made it more even and fun you got to realize that these guys that you're playing against are a lot like you and they're just being competitive and 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 then as soon as we got some more teams in that league people were a lot more kind to each other you know what i mean so the draft concept i love for multiple reasons Mm -hmm. but especially of just making things fair and even you know,
1: it's fair. It's even, and it's an opportunity to meet people and play with people. You probably would have never met yes. or played with before. Yes. Yes. Uh, absolutely. And I guarantee you, there's probably hundreds of thousands of people in beer leagues across the world that have played with people that are now in their weddings or mm-hmm. coming over for, you know, Friday nights and Saturday night dinners and drinks and oh, yeah, yeah. and families are getting introduced to each other. Mm-hmm. That's the most beautiful thing to me about the hockey community. And and something that I've really embraced as we've started this podcast mm-hmm. um, is just how many people we've gotten to know, much yep. like you and Rubes, and yep. just so many people within the podcast community alone, and then just add the fact that we're all hockey fans on top of that. Yeah. The hockey fans are just a wild bunch. Yeah, um, you know, you you've seen the meme. It's like I partied uh, with hockey players once, and I'll never do it again, or don't yeah. ever party with a hockey player we just like to have fun. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. That's really (laughs) all it is. And we're harmless. We really are. We we might do harm to ourselves. (laughs) Someone might take
1: their, their dentures out and you'll Uh, see that they're missing four teeth. It's like, that's just a party trick for them. They're just having a good time. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great community. Uh, I really like it's, that's, what's made the whole journey of this podcast and, um, and the sport that much more enjoyable is the relationships that you form throughout the entire thing.
0: But this this community is kind of unlike other hockey communities. I've I've bounced around a little bit within working at different rinks. And this one's different because, you know, we're all a part of the Dallas Fort Worth, uh, you know, area hockey community, Mm -hmm. whatever you'd like to call it. But, you know, we could be an hour away from one another. So it's like that's where that like kind of communication comes in. (laughs) And that's really where the idea of my podcast podcast came in because it's like well i have people that might not you know might have similar experiences to other people that they might not know they could be an hour away from each other but they and i've had this happen but they find out like oh you you played for this high score whatever i and then they end up reaching out to each other and it, it's one of those beautiful things where it's like oh you guys just live too far away and played at your own star centers but yeah. you, you have old connections but you just never made them because you just lived 45 minutes away from each other.
1: Exactly. I mean, one of my one of my favorite stories to tell, um, and and I don't think I've actually ever told this one on a podcast. But um, a guy I grew up with, his name's Gordy. Uh, great dude. Uh, we grew up in the same friend circles, but we also grew up where I, at the time sports wasn't the biggest thing that we talked about. No. But we were ta- we're talking about like the original Halo when that came out. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Having land parties and mm-hmm. things like that. We yeah. would go to his parents' house in Rella, Texas and have like a 400 foot landline Mm -hmm. that we would connect upstairs and downstairs. And we would just be talking just mad trash to each other from different stories of the house. Um, We lost connection over time. And I probably didn't talk to the guy for a decade. I mean, easily. And I knew that he played hockey. I knew he was a hockey fan. He's a Red Wings fan, so we'll let that slide. But yeah. that being
0: said... You're a bigger man than me. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that being said, we reconnected because of hockey. And yep. we've skated on the ice before. Yep. That's something that you just never even think about. The moment you step on the ice, one, you're thinking, please, God, don't fall. Mm-hmm. And two, you're thinking, okay, this is moving a lot faster than I thought. Yep. And those, that's basically it for the first couple of times you get on the ice. Yeah. And so as time goes on and you get more comfortable and you start skating with people, you're like, hey, didn't so-and-so play hockey? And didn't I hear them talk about that they skated one time? I wouldn't really like to skate with them. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram, you're texting each other, and then you're skating with each other. Yeah. And it's just a really cool experience to kind of come full circle and be like, hey, I know that you've always loved this sport. I have too. But now it's really cool that we get to share it in a capacity of playing together as opposed to just – going to a stars game or going to an Allen American uh, game or anything like that. It's more of like, now we're actually sharing the sport because we love it this much. Oh yeah. It's just a really cool experience.
0: Yeah. Well, and especially too, um, I know men's league isn't uh, super serious. Like Mm -hmm. I, 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 when I go out, I try and win, I try and skate hard. Um, But there's also something about the camaraderie, of going out and uh, uh, trying to accomplish a task with other people, yeah. It, when, and the thing is, win or lose, you get together with the guys afterwards, and it's like you're all. And the, the cool part is, at least with our team, is like we can kind of get together and like talk about the game a little bit and yeah. say what we could have done better. But then as soon as that's done, it's like, all right, like let's you know now now we're now we're good. But we can at least have that camaraderie of being like, man, we went out there and failed together, or we we won together, but we did it together, and that you start to
1: really really. see see people's characters you know yeah absolutely it's like I said it's, it's a truly special group of people we're nuts in the best way
0: yeah but and, but you're talking about like well I'm just a good locker room guy it's like those are the types of the guys that just like stay on teams like you'll never be asked to leave because it's like if you can just be because we call it a uh, one of the brothers it's like or one of the bros we're mm-hmm. like hey like you know that guy might had a might had a bad game or this or that but like he's one of the bros because you know that he went out and he tried his hardest and afterwards yeah. he's just loyal and you know, you get together and do things, but it's like that, that just takes you, uh, it takes you far. And you kind of learn it from guys that play hockey. Um, I don't know if you know Cal Meese, but very much like this, like mm-hmm. if you're just a positive influence on teams, like sometimes it doesn't matter, you know, how well you play, you're just, you're a positive influence.
1: Yeah. And let that ring for everyone. That's like thinking about playing or getting started. Just do it. The yeah. next thing you know, you're going to be three, four years in having a blast. And then you'll be that locker room guy oh, yeah, or girl. Yeah. And you're the one that everyone's like, if you don't show up, hey, where are they at? Is everything oh, yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah You're yeah. getting texts and phone calls saying like, hey, you know, we need you back here. Everyone's pretty down right now, so even if you suck at the sport, you're still gonna find a spot. So yeah, and well, and and, cool. it, and
0: it helps like you were talking about. You have a good friend of yours, Nathan Banks, mm-hmm. who you said is is kind of helping you out a little bit. Are Are you learning anything from Nathan?
1: Yeah, I, the guy, he will probably hate hearing this, but he skates lights out. The <laughs> yeah, guy's fantastic. I really think that if he were to have gone to a different route, different journey, he could have played D1 easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have no doubt about that. Yep. Um, or at least D2, something like that. Yep. But, you know, he went to a and mm-hmm. um, chose education. Guy's brilliant, just got his master's. We uh, just celebrated at Chili's. Shout out to Chili's. Shout out Chili's. Yeah, they, oh yeah. shout out Chili's. Bunch yeah. of Pepper Pals out there, I bet. But yeah, yeah we—he's just—he's a brilliant guy. He's—he's he's one of the most kind people I've ever met in my life. That guy's yeah. like a brother to me. Um, but really, he's—he's he's phenomenal on the ice, and yeah. he's helped me with sw- you know swizzles and sea cuts and hockey stops and you name it. And he's been—he's been great about it because he is someone that used to. And this is funny to say because. I'm 34 now, but he used to teach kids, so that's perfect for me because I'm basically a giant child. But um, the guy's got an incredible skill set. I always tease him about, like, hey, the age cutoff for the on-Americans is not for another couple years for you. You could still...
0: Yeah, go out there and,
1: and yeah, you know, cut well,
0: because well, well, what's funny is and I don't know if you know this or not, but Nathan and I played against each other numerous times, numerous times because yeah. we were both in the Mansfield B, which is the highest Love that we don't have an A. So mm-hmm. B, B is the highest there. But uh, so like he skates hard when you said he skates hard. I skate hard, too. And we both really play, like, kind of the same way. Right. And I think we were able to kind of ident- identify that. So we'd go, like, really, really hard at each other. And it became, it became um, I would say, a healthy kind of, like, battle. You know right. how sometimes you just have, like, battles with guys? Um, but it was one of those to where, like, it got over the top with us both like a couple times, like within the rules of the game. I don't think any of us are doing anything to injure anybody, but it's kind of funny. I felt like at a certain point we were both just like kind of so tired of it. And before the game we're lining up and uh, we're getting ready to face off. Cause he's, I think he plays right wing and I play left. Mm -hmm. So we always seem to uh, end up lined up against each other. He's like, Hey, uh, it's like let's just have a good game, and I'm like, yeah. And ever since then, we had no because we just knew it was never going to stop. Right. So it was almost like a true, a, yeah. a treaty because it was just like, hey, you skate hard all the time, I skate hard all the time, but like we just keep trying to do it over and over again, and it's just exhausting. Yeah. So it's one of those like, let's just both uh, just play like okay. But yeah. when you say he skates hard, it's like yeah. But he's a good player, and yeah, he's probably a lot like me. When I play competitive, I don't know any other way to play because that's the way that I was used to playing absolutely so it's like that it's like you can kind of see it in another competitive player because it's like well there is no other gear like you know unless Mm -hmm. it's like if it's a drop-in or something but even in drop-in you like I at least want to get my work out and I want to you know be able to do some things but it's just funny like I could tell that he played competitively too because we were just brought up like don't let anybody take your puck win all the puck battles like at, at any level. So I, I feel like we came to just like a, a crazy, like mutual respect where it's like, Hey, you're good. I think I'm good. Like <laughs> we both like, but yeah. let's also like not kill each other. Anymore. Yeah.
1: No, he's going to love hearing that because yeah. I feel like that's exactly how his mentality is. It's just, he's going to go out there and get give and it everything. all within the rules. Nothing yeah. cheap. It yeah. was just, it was just hard. No, he's a real clean player. Yeah. He, and he, all the stories that he tells me and all the stories that i've heard about him from teammates is he's never been one of those kind of guys yeah you know he's not an enforcer or, or people are familiar with no the he just skates goon. hard He just skates hard yeah um and i feel like that resembles a lot like not size or not style but just the way like antoine roussel played when he was with the stars yeah, yeah and yeah, he yeah. just always skated hard and he was always kind of getting in dust-ups because it wasn't that he was playing outside of the rules sometimes he mm-hmm. was a little bit of an agitator but he was always skating one hundred and ten percent, even if the team was down four goals, five goals. Yeah. It didn't matter to him. It was game seven of the Stanley Cup playoffs in his head.
0: Did you did you see uh what was it? Maybe last year. He I don't think it was in the playoffs. It might have been the playoffs. He uh he he I guess was like approached by the referees like before the game and they're like, if you like do anything, like they had it out for him. And mm-hmm. I guess like he just like literally was talking to a guy and they gave him like a 10. Yep. I can't yep. remember. I don't know, I forgot if he was on Vancouver at that time. Uh, but anyway, like, uh, but those agitators, like, that's how you, and not calling Nathan an agitator, we're right. we're, we're, we're on to Russell here, but those are the types of players that, that you need, and you need a little bigger, bit of grit. Because I am a Stars fan, but I'm mostly an Avalanche fan. Okay. And I felt like we didn't have that type of grit that we needed last season. You know what I mean? I and think- so those players are valuable because there's not, not everybody is willing to kind of do those things
1: agreed and i think that's a big reason why the stars went out not to get it too off course but uh, they signed a uh, Hockenpah, I believe is how you pronounce yeah, his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, looked it up. Yeah, he, uh, evidently everybody wanted him too. Yeah, and he was third in the league in hits last year. Yeah. Um, obviously when you lose a big body like Oleksiak to the Kraken, yeah. you need to replace that style of player. Yeah. And I think they picked the perfect guy for it. I heard Absolutely. it had something
0: to do with the like Finland and there being the Finnish mafia. Yeah. Like yeah, I heard it's onsa
1: Heiskanen, Rupe Hintz, yeah. S. L. Lindell, and now you've got uh, uh, Hakimpaa. But like, the team is st- I, uh, we don't have to get too, too into it, but the team is no,
0: stacked, we, we, opinions, we, so. we, no we, we can still always, uh, we can still always talk star stuff, but uh, <laughs> I don't, I, I still don't want to get off your story. But uh, anyway, we should finish up and say uh, Nathan's a, Nathan's a good dude because originally he was going to be on uh, the show, but uh, something came up. Yep. But then that just allows me to take what would be one episode and turn it into two because he, he always has an open in, uh, invitation to come on because uh, I don't know. I always like uh, I always like meeting new people and uh, we can even talk out how uh, hard we played against there each you other go. yeah so, you
1: talk off the ice for the first time
0: yeah 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 it would be it's like
1: oh hey like you're not such a bad yeah. guy
0: but no that that always works well hey um well I kind of wanted to get into um the the podcast because yes. we really haven't started that part yet which is kind of uh I don't want to say the most important part but well, you know you kind of want to talk about your story but then you like the thing that we share the thing that I don't get to talk about mm-hmm. I get to talk about hockey all the time I don't get to talk to another creator if you will
1: okay and and and,
0: and i i just kind of want to go through um because a lot of people ask me this question um but they ask me like well how what started this how did i uh you know come up with this idea so i'm going to go ahead and ask you that same question and i'll kind of tell you my answer but i want to hear yours
1: um it really started four years ago um there was a website called sports media pass and really cool website it was a small startup, uh, covering all sports over the entire country and into Canada, um, as well as all around the world, but we were based out of the U S and I was recruited. I didn't go to school for writing. Uh, I didn't go to college for writing anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my English teacher, uh, Miss Wolf, um, at the time, uh, she was a huge influence on me. And she always said, you have a really, really fantastic skill of being creative with your words. And mm-hmm. I was like, is that because I get out of like, trouble a lot. She goes, maybe that's why, but you're yeah, also putting yeah. pen to paper and it's really showing. Right. Um, so fast forward four years ago, um, I had had a lot of free time and I'd always wanted to give sports writing and, and journalism a try. Um, so I reached out to them, um, this guy, Devin, who I'm still in contact with, uh, he writes for the hockey writers, uh, website now mm-hmm. I'm covering the red wings and he recruited me, came on, uh, and it just kind of shot off like a rocket. So that's how I kind of got my introduction into the journalism side of things. Um, now, fast forward a couple of years from then, I kind of dabbled in some podcasts here and there. I had what I called the Laces Out Finkel Show, which is now all my my screen names are at Laces Out Finkel. So yeah, it's yeah. like I took that and kind of like made it its own thing. Uh, but it was literally just me talking into kind of a fly-by-night mic, really no editing, no music. It was just me by myself talking about topics about sports. Yeah. Um, that was one of those where... You'll hear everyone always say this, and this is probably the most famous saying in all of creator creatordom. Mm-hmm. Um, is consistency is key. Yeah. You always want to be consistent releasing material. So I was very inconsistent. I had a full-time job. I was just not in the place where I was like, I'm going to dedicate myself to this. Jump a little bit further ahead. I'm writing for Sports Media Pass still. Um, And I was basically pulled aside and asked if I wanted to be the director of the Southern region. And that would basically entail me overseeing all of the Southern US writing, making sure people were getting stuff in on time, making sure people were active and actually putting forth the effort to continue to bring out material. Um, I was also given the task to recruit. So I recruited two guys, um, Patrick and Jason, who I've kind of known through some facets. Jason actually skates for the pylons uh, Mm -hmm. really kind of goofy beer league team in the Richardson area, Dallas, Fort Worth, but mostly Richardson and um, Patrick, who I had met through a friend of a friend. um, But he had gone to school for kind of like radio production and things like that, but was also a really talented writer. Um, I had tabbed them. Jason was going to do Mavs and I believe some Rangers. Patrick was basically going to do OU and Rangers baseball. And then I was going to stick to hockey, just basically top to bottom. Then COVID hit. And, they had only been writing for the website for maybe two months. And then the website basically was like, Hey, the guys who created it were pretty upset about it, but they were like, there's no sports. So yeah. we're not making any money. We've yeah. already pushed out all the content we can. And unfortunately since we're paying for this out of pocket, we're, we're just going to have to shut it down. Yeah. And that was really upsetting. So, um, you know, we spent majority of COVID quiet. I hadn't really talked a lot to Jason or Patrick. I just apologized to him and I said, thanks for, you know, the time that we did have and, um, then the rumor started about the NHL bubble starting and the playoffs coming back and sports starting again. And then I was like, you know what? I'm really tired of playing call of duty all the time. I'm not <laughs> yeah, good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm getting yelled at by my friends because I'm terrible. I'm staying up till three. I years. am. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm terrible. Yeah, I'm staying three, uh, staying up till three or four in the morning. Just yeah. getting absolutely wrecked. Yeah. Drinking Coors Light, Jack and Coke, Pink Whitney. Oh like, yeah. 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 Just, yeah. I, living I mean,
0: the worst life. Living yeah. the
1: worst life. I'm 30 something years old at this time. My liver is just on fire. It's yes. super upset. And then I was like, yeah. you know what? I want to create something and I want to do something fun, but I want to do something that I want to do. Yeah. I'd never really been in charge of a, of a thing like this where it was not just me. Um, you know, Recruiting and having people write was one thing and telling them like, hey, make sure this is in by this time was great, but I wasn't saying, hey, this is what we should do or this is what we should talk about. It was, hey, just make sure this is in here. And then, that's when kind of the spark happened where I was like, hey, hockey's starting. I love the stars. I know Jason loves the stars. I know Patrick and his wife love the stars. Like, there's got to be some correlation there. Yep. So I reached out to both of them, and I said, hey, basically, hey, I've got an idea. I want to do a hockey podcast, much like the Spit and Chicklets, but I want it to be centered around Texas hockey and eventually Southern hockey. Mm-hmm. And I want to see how far we can push it if we all really just – try right and they were both pretty much like yeah let's do it we're on board yeah. um little did i know that patrick also had some experience from uh, college for radio editing and broadcasting and things like that so and then jason kind of has like a more philanthropy side where he's been great about handling our merchandise and getting that stuff sent out to people um, but he also works with like the community so he's very well adverse in like talking to people and basically getting their stories and more, we call him like the philosophical interviewer because yeah, he always yeah. asks like the, the hard hitting questions about, you know, you know, family and how's it, what's it like to be away from your family? Yeah. 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 Do you yeah, miss them yeah, yeah. and yeah. trying to get on the the heartstrings. That's good. But yeah, that was really what started it was just the boredom of, of COVID and mm-hmm. then just the desire to talk about hockey. And obviously at this time, this was probably September of last year. So we're getting close to a year since we really started this. Yeah, um, There was no beer league. So it wasn't like we could just go out and play. Mm-hmm. So this was our only outlet and we were all still quarantining. So this was also one of our few outlets to talk to people outside of our own homes.
0: Well, and that's funny you said that because I felt like that was kind of, you know, because I, I live alone. I'm a bachelor. Um, but it was one of those situations to where. I don't think people know this, like when you live alone and we went through however many months of COVID, like you are like by yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had kind of had the idea of having a podcast before that, but w- when I first started it, just like you, it was, it was just shortly after COVID. And I can't remember at the very beginning, how many of my guests were like, this is the first time I've been out of the house and like, you know, for like two months or what, however long it was. Yeah. So like at, at that point, like I feel like the podcast and people also had time to kind of sit around and listen to different content media. Cause so many people were like, I've watched everything. I've listened to everything. We need more content. And it's like, well, maybe I could just mix them. Can I make like, you know, it really yeah. got to the point where there weren't movies coming out for a while. There wasn't anything more to, and I think that's when people got like really stir crazy. They're like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? There's no more movies <laughs> or like, there's no more music. Like, yeah, everybody's stuck inside. Yeah. So I feel like we kind of got in at a good time just cause it was, you know, what else are you going to do? exactly listen to my podcast yeah <laughs> like, you might as well yeah. and and and
1: thankfully uh, and this is just this goes to show how strong not only the hockey community are but like if you have friends and family that know that you want to create and know you have that that talent and that outlet yep. that they'll get you they'll get behind you in a heartbeat oh for sure um you know the, the name derived obviously from Whataburger. Um, i was assuming so yeah, but and, i did and the want w yeah. kind of gives it away yeah, and the, the yeah. fact that, that it was orange and but uh also the fact like it's about hockey so water hockey it just kind of fit um, huge shout out to a couple of my coworkers. We have a group called the munch squad yeah. um, where we literally started getting in trouble with our work chats because we started talking about fast food joints and what was superior in and outer or burger, mm-hmm. taco bell, or any other plethora of taco places. Uh, and so we started our own group called the munch squad. So we would not get in trouble during work. Hours. Right. And I kind of brought that to them and I said, you know, Hey, I need some help. You know, I I've got this podcast with these two guys. We're talking about hockey and, and I can't remember who it was exactly. And they'll probably listen to this and I'll get a text getting custom, You'll out. figure it out. Yeah, I'll figure it quick. out really yeah. quick once this is out. Yeah. Um, and they were like, we've been talking about Whataburger nonstop. Why don't you just combine the two things? Yeah. And so, you know, shout out to the, the people at my job for that, because that was really where the name derived from. And then yeah. kind of kicked it off to uh, Jason and Patrick. And they were both like, I think there's something there yeah and so Jason actually took the design um we were absolutely gonna get sued because of how <laughs> we did it. It yeah. was literally just the waterburger w yeah with white marks on the top, yeah, and we had kind of curved the w out to make them look like hockey sticks, but it was uh, very much like, oh, that's waterburger, and you're like, no, that's that's water hockey, see the white parts that's yeah. like the sticks, yeah, and so um we, we sent it off to uh, a jersey maker up in Michigan. Detroit, actually, I believe, is where they're from. Um, Rival Sports. Like, I'm not sponsored by them. But oh, yeah, no. They yes, were fantastic about, basically, they were like, hey, you know, we don't want you guys to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. They, they were the ones that made our first hoodies. And they were so gracious in basically taking the logo and over a series of probably 75 emails, I think it was, in two weeks, derived probably 30 different designs Yeah, and it fell on the slanted W with an extra stick. The tape kind of uh, marks on the white parts of the W and the star behind it. I literally sent him like 15 pictures and I said, listen, I know this is a lot. Can you somehow take all of these pictures Mm -hmm. and make it into what I'm thinking, but I need you to think it as well. Well, And he did it.
0: Well, it's, it's funny because um, you have kind of like your, partners, but then you also have like other friends or other people that just like your podcast that, Mm -hmm. you know, have like special talents and you just kind of like reach out to them and you're like, Hey, and most of the time I feel like people want to help or they want to have some part of it. You know what I mean? Or they like, they feel like they have an ownership to a certain process of that. Cause I had a old buddy of mine back home. He's a, a really good artist and he's been coming out with stuff. I was like, Hey, let me, is there any way that like I can get you to, and I did the same thing. Cause he does kind of the, well, he does a bunch of different uh, types of art, but he does these really kind of like raw, like, uh, like stencil, I think it is drawings. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, but I did the same thing. I sent like five pictures to him and I go, I know you're not a robot, but can you just like, uh, come up with something kind of this? And, uh, he's getting ready to send me something, but it's kind of the same thing. Like yeah. you can identify people's talents that are like into your stuff. And then, you know, it, it just pe- people, there's a lot of people that like want to help be a part of something that they think is cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's taken off. People love the logo. Yeah, We're so grateful for everyone that's like purchased any T-shirts or hats or anything or stickers. And it, it just means a lot when you see something that you've really put a lot of like, you know, it sounds very cliche, but blood, sweat and tears into and yeah. losing sleep over and, and and stressing out constantly about see them really take it and embrace it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Rubes mutual friend of ours, obviously sponsoring the show, Bruce, um, he was awesome enough to come up and we had not really known each other, but we had kind of spoken briefly on social media, liked a couple of each other's things. And we were at one of the Saturday morning Mansfield skates and he was skating as a skater, not as a goalie at this time, but he goes, Hey, because I have the W's on my helmet and I just love supporting it. Like we would love to have a beer league team with the water hockey W we've got jerseys coming out soon, which super, super excited about, but he like basically nudged me on the shoulder and he was like, is that water hockey? And I was like, yeah, I'm think I, you know, started the show with, with Jason and Patrick. And he was like, Oh, I'm rooms. We've talked a couple of times. Yeah. And it was just kind of cool because then you start seeing people like recognize the W <clears throat> and it's not because, Oh, is that Waterburger? It's, Oh, that's water hockey. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it just feels really cool because it, it, it kind of is the affirmation of, hey, you might not be making some kind of like residual income, Mm -hmm. but what you're doing is affecting people and they're actually enjoying it. Yeah. And while obviously this is something that I think you can relate to, I'd love to do this full-time. I'd love to push to the point where this is a full-time gig. uh, But for now, this is worth its weight in gold is seeing people really get behind the brand, get behind what Wada Hockey is about, and, and take it and run with it and kind of make it their own. Because like you said, these people that have bought, you know, the first lines of, of hoodies and jerseys and hats and stickers and shirts, they're like, they're proud of it because yeah. that's the base, the beginning. And so it's just, it's a lot of fun to see what it's turned into now yeah. versus what kind of what we thought it was back then.
0: Well, and I think the cool thing is, and you could probably relate to this too, but, um, and I've talked about this on some other shows, but it is cool when like people come up and, they're like, yeah, I like the show. And you're like, hey, thanks. Like, I really appreciate that. But then they're like, they stick around. They're like, well, no, like, like I really like it. Like, I really. And you can tell it's like, oh, like, you're trying to, like, really, like, yeah. tell me, like, you're trying to really be genuine here. And it's like when people are, like, really positively impact, because I I, I don't know, I try and stay away from trying to look at the numbers all the time and even though i, I still do from because it's really hard not to you know yeah, what i mean it's absolutely. one of those things like it's really hard not to but i try not to think about it when i'm doing what i'm doing because i feel like when you start doing it you're really not looking at the numbers as much or at least i wasn't because it wasn't really serious yet mm-hmm. or you know and and, yeah. and 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 now it's at the point where it's like okay like uh, i'm in this middle ground where like i need to keep things the same because it got me here but like, you know, but, but at the same time, like if it's growing, it's like, okay, no, I have to continue to tell myself, like, keep it simple or like, Mm -hmm. keep it like, just continue and continue to improve, but don't change what you think works. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's, it's almost like if you listen to a radio station for a certain amount of time, like a morning talk station and they go from being kind of like how they're very bare bones talking about what's on their mind to having segments and being outlandish with, with you know sound clips and sound bites yeah it's just it's like that's not what i was tuning in for i tuned in because i felt like i could relate to you guys and that's really like i said before taking that inspiration from spit and chiclets and those guys just have real conversations with real guys and girls and it's just really cool to listen to and that's kind of what i want to replicate because dallas is such a deep running fan base of hockey fans throughout not only the state of texas and dfw but All over the nation where stars fans are. Oh, yeah. I don't feel like outside of maybe the rinky dinking podcast that Mike Heike and uh, Totes was on before he went off to Valley Sports and and Razor. Yep. um, But they didn't really have any players on. I don't think there's really like a South or Southern style spit and chicklets where you're talking to guys in the minor leagues, um, in the AHL, ECHL, um, and then on into the NHL that really kind of peels back those layers and allows yeah. people to get to know the players more than just the name on the back of their jersey.
0: Oh yeah. No, no, for sure. And for people sure.
1: love it. And we love it. We like love having the fact that, you know, we've had certain professionals on, no matter what league they're in, you still have to sit back and pinch yourself and go, I'm talking to a B and C Yeah. where four years ago, I'm paying money to go sit and watch them in section 300 And I never thought I'd be having a conversation. It's just, it's so weird too. You have to kind of like sit back and take a moment and go, okay, this is, this is what I wanted. And now it's happening and and it's cool. It's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I kind of felt that way. Uh, So I had uh, uh, recorded an episode with Al C. Cord, uh, Chicago Blackhawks, uh, NHL All-Star. But it was one of those things to where he lives, you know, up North. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I was reaching out to him, And he was one of those guys to where I kind of kept bugging him, but I didn't want to bug him too much. And he just he was like, yep, like when I get some time, like I'll reach out to you. Hadn't heard from him for like a month. And then I get a text message. He's like, hey, like I'm in town because he's a pilot. So he's constantly flying around doing all this stuff. But, you know, finally reach it reaches back out to me and I'm like, hey, I live in Mansfield. But if you know, if you can't drive down here, I can come up to you. He's like, oh, why don't you just come on by the house? And I'm like, well, if I wasn't nervous before, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know but, but but then but then you're like, well, I'm prepared for this or I should be. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I, but and then you get there and you're like, oh, I'm ready. I'm good. You know, mm-hmm. and, and there's still a little bit of nerves because I think those help me sometimes. You know what I mean? Exactly. Have it, ha- having just a little bit of that. But it, it was the same thing. He was like, uh, I walk into the kitchen and you know he's kind of showing me around and he has uh, two boys that play um you know kind of high high level hockey and they're, they're good players Be like oh boys come down and introduces me to the sons and it's like usually this is usually i have my buddies over to my apartment or rubes and i have them over to the tap room or whatever but mm-hmm. i had to i had to think like man this is like kind of crazy like yeah i really like looked i knew who he was beforehand anyway um but it was one of those things similar it's like well but then I was ready for it. You know, mm-hmm. there, there was a little bit of nerves, but once it got going, it, it was just like, Oh, like this is what doing this for this long. Cause we've been both been doing it for quite a while now, but mm-hmm. it's like, this is what doing it this long. This is what
1: happens. Like yeah. now you're prepared. It's almost like uh like when you first start driving a car, you're yeah. nervous and then one day it just kind of snaps. Yeah. You're still a little nervous getting in the car at right. you know, 16, 17 but one day you realize that you're driving and you've been driving for 30 minutes yeah, and you're like, I'm, Oh, okay. I'm almost where I need to be. yeah, uh, yeah, And that's kind of how it's become now. Like you get a little bit of butterflies and then what, but once, you know, Patrick kind of runs our soundboard Mm -hmm. uh, when we, when we record, once Patrick hits record, all that kind of goes away and you're like, okay, now I'm in podcast mode and this is completely different. Yeah. Like I'm no longer just a fan. I'm someone who's interviewing this person and I want them to know like, how serious we take this. This is not just something that, you know, yes, we do it for fun, but we also don't want to waste their time.
0: Well, but I I think as far as like not wasting their time, I feel like one thing that really helps is because, you know, I think, I think we're pretty close around the same episode, Mark, too. But it's one of those where, where they kind of look in. They're like, oh, this isn't the third or fourth. Like you've been doing this. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, they, they feel a lot more comfortable, you yeah, know, because and- at first it's like, hey, you want to come on a podcast or like what? I'm like, "Uh, it exists. Like, you know, it, yeah, like we might not have like a bunch of but it, at first it was just it was so much different at first than it is now. But it's like the only reason I think that is because like, oh, like must be doing something right. So don't you feel the same way? Yeah, like it's, we it's, wouldn't
1: have gotten here if it was, you know. Exactly. And, like, and that's I think that kind of like tracing back to what I said earlier was just like content is key. Yep. If you continue to put stuff out whether it be on social media with constant posts or interacting with people that are on your page or, you know, if you have a certain date that you're putting podcasts out and it keeps coming out on that day, um it's going to translate and people will start to take it serious. And yep. that's what's really cool like you and I chatted just a little bit uh, before we started recording, but I think the, one of the best things that happened for our show was getting a bigger guest on early, like episode yeah. 11. We were very, very fortunate to be joined by Vern Fiddler, um, ex NHL player and most notably Dallas star, yeah. but we were so nervous yeah. because he was like, he was it. Yeah. You know, we had Grooves, who is a phenomenal dude, yeah. phenomenal dude, phenomenal dude, phenomenal phenomenal yeah, no, yeah 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 phenomenal it's the, guy, yeah. the abominable phenomenal the abominable, phenomenal, Yeah, <laughs> but uh you know former dj for the stars for like six seven seasons yeah um but he was a friend of jason's and and so it was very kind of cool to, to hear them interact and he's just so laid, laid back and just yeah. awesome but you know when you get to that kind of ramp up to professional nhl players like that's really kind of where you want to go yeah and we were episode 11 and we were all kind of like texting each other nervously and we're like Oh, he's on, he's on the West coast. So we got to do it at this time. Cause that's something like, we're very fortunate. We all record remote so we can really snag people from all over the nation, really ideally all over the world. And you know, you have to kind of adhere to their times, but yeah, yeah, having him on was, was a huge step for us because it allowed us to kind of, you know, jump in the water head first and and really kind of get a feel for how things were going to be. We were still very young and we're still very young, but it was, it was a great experience for us. And now it's a little bit easier when you get those guys on that maybe you look up to or have seen on the ice and you're like, okay, these are just really regular people with just amazing jobs.
0: Did, did you ever have to, because I, I did want to get to this at a certain point, because it took me a, a minute, um, but does it? did you have to also learn how to kind of um be in sync with your co-host because because that was one thing because I I did it by myself for quite a while. Then I started doing so and I don't do all of them with Rubes, but Rubes, Rubes does come on. But just even adding like one more person, it's like, you know, we had to kind of figure out okay, like if I'm headed here, then you did did it take any orchestration or are you guys kind of like in sync with each other already or how's that work? Uh,
1: um I will say that it at the beginning from an outside perspective, if you go back and listen to episode one, obviously it's going to sound a lot different. Yeah. Um, quality. I'm afraid to
0: listen to mine. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm
1: I'm, and this is a weird fact about me. I still have a hard time, um, listening to anything I've ever done. Uh I even have a hard time going back and reading articles that I wrote, which is really tough when you have to proofread. Uh, Make sure. But it was, uh, it's been a really kind of seamless process. It's one of those things where over time, everyone just kind of, almost subconsciously assumed their roles. Right. Yep. And like I said earlier, Jason is more of like the the philosophy kind of guy. He mm-hmm. always asks more of like the family questions. And he kind of – he strays over into the beer league side of things because he does play more often than I do. And so right. he has more experience in that realm. Um, but it's it's kind of one of those things where I, I I lead the podcast into, you know, the segments talking about how our weekends go and really just kind of getting comfortable with each other. But I would say probably by episode 15, everything just started running to the point where we were even commenting after we would stop recording. We're like, that's the best episode we've done. Yep. And then we, we kept saying that over mm-hmm. and over. And I think that was another thing where that's why people continue to like listen because, one, they love like the people that we are. We have great backing with our friends, our families, and everything like that. Yep. Um, but because it's now it sounds good, mm-hmm. like people are like, hey, that one sounded good. So it's getting to the point now where we're getting comments like, hey, that guest you could tell was uncomfortable. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. well,
1: we tried to make them as comfortable as possible. We have right. conversations beforehand. We always let them know if there's anything you're not comfortable about talking about or if there's something you want us to take out, stop us. Just say, hey, yeah. uh, it's just not something that I feel okay talking about. Yeah. But other than that, like, people can tell, like, you guys are having a lot of fun. That person was kind of outside of the circle. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's nothing that these guests, like, whoever we have on, it's nothing against them. But you can tell when someone's had a lot of media mm-hmm. or a lot of, like, training in that realm versus people who maybe haven't been on the microphone yeah. or interviewed as often as, as maybe some other people. So, but as far as, like, the, the three of us, it's kind of seamless at this point. We like to joke around when there's a good segue. Um, Patrick was like, Hey, maybe we shouldn't call out segues, but then it got to the point where we're like, that was a good segue. And we are like <laughs> cut the guests off. We're like, hold on, stop. That yeah. was a good segue. Yeah. we are like, all right, let's talk more. Yeah. Um, but no, it's been to, uh, it's been, like I said, almost a year. And I feel like it's almost seamless at this point. So very, very fortunate for us to have kind of that, that three headed monster mentality of, you know, Larry, curly Mo, everyone has right. a thing to say. Um, and, and I don't know if, you know, we actually haven't talked about what podcasts we actually listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if anyone's listening to this and they listen to the spit and chicklets podcast, um, you know, granelli doesn't really come on the mic that often the producer and not that Patrick doesn't, he comes on a lot more than I think that role would have in other podcasts. Right. Um, but he's like, I'm listening at all times to make sure, okay, this, at this minute, this needs to be cut or, you know, Jason's mic is a little loud or Fink's mic's a little quiet. So yep. he's. Probably the MVP of the show mm-hmm. um, because he's doing three things mentally at once yep. while we're all just like, I ask question. Mm-hmm. I get answer. Ooh, fun answer. Next question. Yeah. Where Patrick's like, okay, this guy was too loud here. This guy was too quiet here. It's minute 126 here. Gonna, you know, and you're like, okay, I wasn't even thinking about that. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting back in my chair talking.
0: Well, but that's why those, I mean, but those like producers, that's why, I mean, uh, if you want to talk about, I know Joe Rogan or whatever, but that's why Jamie just made a bajillion dollars because yeah. he's, you know, he's, he's the best or he's the, he's good at what he does. And it takes a lot. Granted, he doesn't have to be on point on the mic, you know, uh, quite as often, but he still has to be open to it at any point. But I always felt like, uh, 'Cause I think the people that listen to this show, I feel like quality's decent enough, but there's nobody uh there's nobody going through and uh, uh messing with it. I kinda yeah. I kinda look at it every once in a while. I kinda tweak things if uh I feel like they need to be. Yeah. Uh, but you know, at the at, at the end of the day, I feel like as long as everything's getting through. But um I'm I'm glad that you're able to kinda kinda work it with those guys. Cause sometimes I uh um, uh, you know, sometimes I'm a little bit too uh, I don't know, forward thinking is the, is the term I'm, I'm thinking of. But sometimes if I feel like I'm like, man, would it be harder or more difficult to have two guys who were also trying to talk or also had ideas if I'm just trying to kind of uh, barrel ahead, you know? So
1: like finding that, like it has to be the right people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and like I said, it's, it, it also depends too on the guests. Like if a guest is a little more timid, um, you can kind of tell right off the bat and that's when you try to kind of make them more comfortable in any way, shape, or form by yep. asking them kind of maybe softball questions or something that really kind of lights them up, yep. something that gets them engaged and lets them know, like, this is the, the way I describe it is if anyone asks like, Hey, what kind of questions are you going to ask? I always tell them nothing too serious. It's as if we're all friends sitting at a bar, having a discussion, Yeah, literally think of it like that, yep. which is funny enough. Cause we usually always have a drink when we're recording and we'll be on camera and we'll all be sipping, like whether it be. Uh, wine, whiskey, beer, whatever you may have. Like we're having a couple of beers right here. Yeah. Uh, but it's literally like that, where I try to tell them like, hey, just we're just a bunch of guys, and um, yeah. it's been kind of fun because I've actually had a really, really fortunate, or I've had some great luck at forming like friendships with some of these guys, mm-hmm. and and keeping up with them. And you know, we have a really fantastic working relationship with the Allen Americans of the ECHL. Yep. Um, we've had quite a few of their players on, and. With the way things are in the ECHL right now, obviously due to COVID, um, they're losing out on a lot of money that they would normally have to put towards these players' contracts and their stipends and whatnot. But they don't, so a lot of these players are going overseas. So it's been kind of a really unique experience because we're still in touch with these guys. Mm-hmm. And we're texting them and, and are messaging them via you know Instagram or Facebook or what have you or Twitter, asking how everything's going. And they're always quick to respond. Because yep. one thing that I think that is special about water hockey that I really want to continue to grow upon is, uh, well, you're not just a guest, you're a friend, and mm-hmm. once you're off the show, it's we don't stop caring, right? It doesn't matter who you are, we're gonna keep up with you if you allow us to to make sure you're doing okay. Um, one of the the best guys we've had on the show is Jesse Mitchin, um, out of Sask- uh, Saskatchewan, uh, Saskatoon, and he was on the show with the Allen Americans. Tore his labrum, much like Tyler Sagan did, literally found out about it the day before he recorded with us and was like, I'm going back to Saskatchewan Mm because I have to rehab. And he and I text or message on Instagram almost monthly Mm -hmm. just to see how his injury is doing. Right. And make sure, you know, hey, are you still going to be able to play? Mm -hmm. Torn labrums are no joke. Um, You know, they'll put you down for nine months to a year uh, without the proper rehab. And he's always quick to respond and he's always super appreciative. You know, he's, and you can, I mean, it's just one of those things where we're trying to form genuine relationships because we want these guys back on the show. People love hearing them. And it's one of those things where I think as a show, we've done really well. Um, Not just like being in sync with each other, but we actually care. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think not sets us apart from different people. But I think when you listen to it, maybe for the first time, depending on if it's a favorite skater or personality of yours, you can hear in our voices like we're not just asking questions because it's what we do every week and we release it every Thursday. We're doing it because we want to be friends with these people. Right. They have awesome jobs and we want to hear about it. Yeah. So,
0: well, you know, that's see, I know I'd enjoy talking to you about podcasts. <laughs> I don't, I don't usually get to do this, but this was uh this was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if you've listened to any of the episodes, you don't have to answer that, but at the end of the episode, every episode ends the same way. And it's with the shout-out. If you don't know the rules of the shout-out, I will tell them to you now. Actually, I say them no matter what. But you have to shout-out. A lot of people like to do their family. um, But I also like to include some sort of... uh, It has to be positive. So some sort of positive thought. uh, It could be a mantra. It could be... I always include this, although it's never been done. A sound. um, But it had to be a positive sound. But pretty much anything that is positive that you can put out into... Uh out into the world. Um, it just has to be positive. But if you want to include friends and family or whatever, it's this is this is your time to do the shout out. Uh,
1: well, I mean, I was talking about them just a second ago. Obviously, shout out to Jesse Mitchin. Um, hope his recovery is continuing to go well. Um also, huge shout outs to Les Lancaster and Josh Lemon. Those are two guys that were on the show that we've formed great relationships with. They just went overseas to play. Um, one in Liga, one in the, um, I can't remember the name of the league, but it's the one in Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, obviously all the, the best of luck to them. We'll be keeping track of them. Um, one of the sayings that is said through some friends is, uh, boy, howdy is just literally anything, something good happens. Anytime something fun or good happens, just give it a good boy. Howdy. Um, And if I'm giving a sign off and I have to go with the one that I use on the show, uh, which is don't ever for any circumstances, no matter how much money people offer you, forget your Kermit tattoo.
0: Okay. Uh, is there any? Now, that does make me. Uh, so, what's is or does that need explanation or no? Uh,
1: long story short, I always told myself I would never be the kind of guy that got tattoos for friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And here I sit with three tattoos for different friends of mine. Yes. One of which is Kermit the frog playing hockey mm-hmm. um, with someone's jersey number on it because I am that close to them. Like we're our family. Yes. Um, and now I have a Kermit tattoo. It's the most intricate tattoo I have. If anyone wants to see it, it's not in a private spot, I can show them. But I don't know where it came from. It was just one of those things where we all had different sign offs and I was like, hey, don't forget your karma tattoos. And then it just evolved into that. Well, at least now you'll never
0: forget because you can't leave it at home. You'll just always have it. Yeah, you never leave home without it. Well, yeah, I was about to say. So that, that might be some sort of like, a, is it like a gang tattoo now? Like the, yeah. the, the, Kermit, the Kermit the Frogs. The Kermit the Frog Gang. It's like, it's the least intimidating out of all the gangs. So we'll probably, <laughs> probably just go ahead and leave them alone. But uh, anyway, do you want to go ahead and uh, give a shout out to your uh, the podcast or how, how do they get a hold of you or how do they get a hold of the podcast?
1: Um, yeah, you can follow us on all social media at Wada Hockey. Um, mm-hmm. For some reason, no one had that. So we got it on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook as well, even LinkedIn, because apparently we're like professional and that's like a great outlet to oh, find you people. Yeah, 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 I didn't yeah. Know that, that's but good. Yeah. We've got that. Um you can find me at laces Out Finkel, f-i-n-k-l-e. Uh um, mm-hmm. yes, I am a 90s baby. So it is an ace ventura reference. Absolutely. Um Twitter, Instagram, and uh yeah, that's the best way to get a hold of us. Uh, if you have any questions about the show, if you have any pictures you want us to share, or even if you want to show us a picture of you wearing your hat, your shirt, or your sticker on your car or mug, we love it. We share it. So
0: so just bother Jeffrey all the time. All the just time. send him as much, just take pictures as, no, I'm just kidding. No, uh, actually, I love, uh, I, like, love uh, I love it. I love it. Well, I, I guess you want as much as you can and you can figure out what you want to work with, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, it just, it keeps people involved. You know, I I wish that uh, sometimes I wish our fans would be more involved. They don't bother me. They don't bother me at all. I feel like I don't know. I I, I can be bothered. You can text me. Yeah, bother uh, him. Yeah, bother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go <laughs> I'm up. gonna
1: start sharing your Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah, all yeah. yeah. Just like, literally, hey, just this
0: guy. Bother, bother guy. him all the time. Uh, yeah. I to be honest with you, I just don't have enough time to respond to a lot of it anyway. Um, but uh, well, hey Jeffrey, uh, thank you for so much for coming on. Um, I have to give my shout out too, so I am not uh, I have to do the shout out as well. But um, my shout out is gonna be for the uh, Rubes Brews hockey club team at a farmer's branch B. Um, we're still looking for our first win, but we're, we're playing hard. We're skating hard. We're doing the right things. But when we were talking about uh, just camaraderie and just guys having each other's backs and being Real genuine friends with one another, uh, the Rubes Bruise Boys. Uh, we are unmatched. We are the champions every season of of being the closest. And uh, and I'm just going to base that on how many of us stick around and hang out with each other afterwards. I know you guys might call us vagrants or uh, loiterers, <laughs> or you rides. know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, probably time to leave, but uh, it is a thing to where I feel like everybody on that team is just uh, is a bro or a brother. Uh, there's a lot of care there, and where there's care. The winds will come, and they're right around the corner. Uh, but anyway, I just want to shout out the boys because uh, we need to get pumped up. We need a little fire. We need that dub. We need that W. Every week, uh, I keep thinking it's going to happen, but uh, we just we need some energy. We need to go.
1: You guys got it. You just got to be guys being dudes.
0: I just, yeah, I just, you know, I probably just need to call Jeffrey uh, before the game and be like, hey, give us a, give us a pep Put talk. Put me on speakerphone
1: in the locker room. Hey. I, actually, I'll come. I'm not far from Farmer's Branch. Tell hey, me we play. Uh, so
0: we play Wednesdays and Thursdays. I forgot what, uh, I forgot what. Day it's going to be this next week, but it's always a combination of Wednesday uh, or Thursday. So I will let you know. Perfect, because uh, especially uh, Rubes would like to see you because he he wanted to be on the the pod. So if you show up, I guarantee you that he will uh, probably gift you with a, a few Rubes brews and that uh, you you will have uh, you will be welcome to hang out with the boys. They're all very very uh, awesome. So you'll you'll be one of them right away if you decide to come up. Love it. Love all right. It. Well, hey. All right. Well, hey. Uh,
1: you got anything else? Um, no. Oh, I do want to give one more shout out. Yeah. yeah, That's okay. No, you can't. Um, Our friend Lizzie, uh, Lizzie is one of the biggest conduits for our podcast. She was a big reason why we got kind of hooked up with the on Americans. Mm -hmm. Um, she was working with the on Americans and is now signed to a professional volleyball professional professional. I can't even talk. No, it's those syllables. They get me. Yeah. She is a professional volleyball player now heading to spain in literally less than a month um and without her i do not think that we would be where we are right now um with this organization or as a podcast so like huge shout out to her we could not be more grateful for her
0: well hey and good luck in spain yeah Hey, well, she's going to kill it. Hey, no, obviously. I, yeah, no, no. See, now my good energy is coming towards you. There hopefully, you hopefully we can just mutually give each other this good energy. Yeah. Dubs all around. And her, yeah, everybody's winning. Everybody's winning tonight. <laughs> this is a good thing. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you how to get a hold of us. This is called the Matt Taylor list. Uh, he keeps telling me he's going to like send me a thing to read, which I even if he sends it, I'm not going to read it. Um, but he wants to put something <laughs> together because uh, he says I miss things sometimes. But you can check us out on faceoffspotpodcast.com. I'll say that one more time. Faceoffspotpodcast.com. You can check us out on Facebook. You can like us there. Uh, You can like us on Instagram. Um, We're on iTunes. uh, We're on Spotify. Uh, Follow Rubes Brews on Facebook and Instagram. I think that's all the things, Matt Taylor. You don't need to send me that paper. (laughs) He's going to send it anyway, I know. But uh, I'm not going to read it, Matt Taylor. I'm good at it now. This is episode 50-something. I got this. Uh, Anyway, I appreciate everybody checking us out every Thursday. Um, We always really appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you. All right. Later, guys.